You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello. Hey. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. We're here um, with a full episode this week. We appreciate your patience with us and... Um, we hope that you like took the time since, um, a lot of what's happening in the world has surfaced. Um, we hope that you've taken the time to, to grow and learn and listen and Mm -hmm. educate yourself. Doing your own reflection and, you know, it's been a really overwhelming and, and heavy week for all of us. Um, and quite frankly, we were a little bit nervous about recording today because we didn't. You know, like we said last week, we're human and we don't exactly know the right answers or the right ways to kind of transition back into our our regular episodes here. Um, But the bottom line is that what we said last week still stands. We have been doing our own learning and taking actions mostly offline this week, Mm -hmm. Um, but we didn't feel the need to necessarily come on and um, you know, list out those things or anything by any means because that we feel like personally that would take away from the reason why we're doing them in the first place. Right. Um, we don't need validation from anyone else. Um, but the Lord in our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, with that being said, we think that moving forward from here, you know, a movement is a movement for a reason. We have to keep taking strides daily mm-hmm. to move this needle forward. We didn't want to treat this as a homework assignment for a week and just kind of information overload, cram for a test, and then act like everything's back to normal because we know it's not. Yeah. Um, so we think the best thing to do is continue to move forward together continue to make conscious daily effort to be better allies. Um, and yeah, and just kind of yeah go I, from there. I also think, like you mentioned earlier, like people are very scared, including us, to say something and it be like... The wrong, taken the wrong way. Taken the wrong way or be offensive because I don't know about y'all listeners, but... I've seen like a lot, a lot of hate happening yeah. on social media, and a lot of like cancel culture coming to the surface. And um, I think the best advice that some my men, one of my mentors has given me in the last week is it starts with our inner, like it starts with our inner circles and our inner communities. And mm-hmm. um, one thing that I always try to reflect on is like when Jesus came from heaven to earth, he had twelve disciples. That's it. Mm -hmm. 12 people that he like poured into, loved on, taught, um, and like showed great God's grace to. And from there that spread like a wildflower, wildfire, wildfire, wildflower. So I think like wildflower works too. Wildflower. Yeah. (laughs) I think that yes, it's good to sign petitions and, um, go to protests and like stand up for what is blatantly wrong right now in Mm -hmm. our society and also focus on loving and sharing um, Jesus and showing grace to those in your community. Um, 
because that's where it starts. It trickles out from there. And the more we can like stomp on these racist acts and instead love one another Mm -hmm. right where we're at, then I I believe that's going to make the biggest difference. Um, It's interesting because I think one of the most um, shared like infographics I've seen around is the one that's like the heart, the house, and then the uh-huh. community. Like you have to start here and then to your house and that spreads to your household and then it spreads to your community. Mm-hmm. And I think there's been a little bit of a disconnect with what that actually looks like, right? Like does doing the heart work necessarily mean posting 50 slides a day on Instagram? <laughs> right. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, I mean, yeah. Maybe it does for some people, but that's not what it felt that's not what felt authentic to me Um, because it's, yes, it's easy for us to do. There's not really a reason not to share except that some people are really overwhelmed. And I I know for me, I've seen a lot of the same things keep popping Mm -hmm. up. So then you don't want it to lose its, you know, like validation either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, and so I think if, if people are truly spreading that message and believing in that message, then we should stop taking tearing each other down for how one another might be handling the, the situation. Right. And learning something and unlearning things that you've, yeah. that you've been taught your entire life or haven't even realized you've been fed your entire life, it's a process. And so mm-hmm. we need to be gracious with human with beings as we go through this process and move the needle in the right direction towards love and mm-hmm. um, change. Because if we continue to tear each other down for um, trying to trying our best mm-hmm. to just trying, just trying. Yeah. I just feel like I've seen so much hate from people like saying something the wrong way or trying to say something, but it's not enough or not saying anything. So mm-hmm. why aren't you speaking up? And it's like, very confusing it's confusing and it feels like a losing game and Mm -hmm. the only way it's going to become a game that or not a game a reality where we are able to like actually make Make strides and make change is if we start loving each other yep and I just wish that we We see more we can see more of that right now yeah and I know that change is gritty and hard and these protests are necessary and I totally like cannot even obviously imagine being a white woman what experiencing racism because of the color of your skin is like your entire life so I realize that there's like a lot of heavy Mm -hmm. baggage and um hurt and pain that people are holding on to that I'll never understand and also we still need to love Mm -hmm. so yeah exactly that's the only way we're gonna move forward in in this in the same direction right like yeah I think that the hardest thing for me to see is like people trying to drive out hate with hate Mm -hmm. and that's never worked yeah it's never worked no it's not it's not effective and the lack of (laughs) well the lack of grace has been really disheartening I think it's Um, been it's been really it's it's uh, I'm afraid that I'm gonna get canceled for saying that this it's heavy for me, and I know I'm going to get a lot of people like that are saying, it's heavy for you. You haven't experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. I know that, but yeah. it's it's heavy for – It's, it's heavy. heavy for everybody right yeah. now. Yeah, in, in different ways, you know. We're not pretending to know what it, 
was ever like for our black community. Yeah. And at the same time, I think we're all realizing that this has been a really heavy year in general and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier and um we're human no one's Mm -hmm. gonna know we're not perfect we're not gonna know how to handle everything in the quote-unquote quote-unquote right way especially because there is a lot of mixed messaging and contradicting um ideologies out there and that's fine we're all entitled to have our own opinions Mm -hmm. I just I just think that at the end of the day, we just need to show love to all, mm-hmm. you know, to to everybody right now as they try and navigate this and push people towards ending racism mm-hmm. for good, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. So I don't really know what else to say about, about this. I do know that, like, both Chelsea and I are open and, and reaching out to people to – kind of speak more into this, mm-hmm. um, specifically black women, black men who mm-hmm. can speak into this and um, share their experiences and share ways to um, just have a platform move to the needle, just have a platform to not feel voiceless, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, it's so, yeah, we're not closing this conversation off. Um, no, we're just going to continue to learn and unlearn things and, listen and hopefully all of us can grow together yeah together Mm -hmm. so we appreciate your patience your understanding and um all of you guys kind of being in this this same race um not race movement yeah (laughs) it's not really a race it's gonna take time but you know what I mean yeah um all moving in the same direction yeah towards love Um, Okay, with that, we're going to read our review of the week from probably the best name I've seen as an Apple podcast name. It's literally like 16 16 C's C's with, what's that symbol? I have no idea. Something that I don't recognize. upside down triangle on the last C. So I don't know how you got that name, but kudos to you. Um, This uh, review is subjected the absolute best five stars. Thank you very much. I've been listening to this podcast for the past few months and have never received so much amazing advice and honest. Oh, sorry. Typo. A little typo there. Yeah. It's typed out ho eat, but (laughs) (laughs) but it's honest. honest There's a space, but sorry. Honest truth from K and C. These girls are something special. I tell you, I'm an 18 year old from Atlanta and seriously wish I knew them personally or even better if they were my older sisters. This podcast never fails to uplift me, direct me to the truth of the Lord, and share the most genuine conversation for me to listen into. They truly walk a shameless life with the Lord and don't shy away from those hard topics. Thank you, KNC, for giving me some serious joy the past few months of craziness. Love y'all so much. P.S. You two make me want to live in Wilmington when I grow up, and I have never even been there or heard of it. I legit want to be <laughs> you all so bad. Ha ha ha. Love, Caroline. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. We want to be you. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening and for leaving a review. And I feel like um, the city of Wilmington needs to sponsor us because we've had so many people say that they want to move here. <laughs> I know. We need to get like some sort of like um, tourism deal, too. Seriously. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Don't we get a commission? <laughs> yeah. For all Wilmington residents, <laughs> we get a cut. Found via heart and soul. <laughs> anyway. There's like a referral... <laughs> like, you check, like, where you found Wilmington's, like, yeah. friend, Facebook, 
family are involved. Mm -hmm. Please list the name of the podcast. Yeah. We'll start it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's let's go back into our happies and crappies. It's been a minute. A minute. It has been a minute. Um, Yeah. I guess we can go in, in... Line with the last two weeks. Yeah, we have two weeks to cover. We didn't do them last week. Um, a big happy was the baby shower that Catherine and Macy and a group of my other friends all collaborated on to throw me and baby boy, and it was so fun and so sweet. And it was so fun. It was the first time everyone has gotten together really since quarantine, and it was so nice obviously seeing each other but everyone was all dressed up with their hair and makeup done and it was, it was like weird so weird to see everybody looking all like put together right after now. quarantine um it was weird to put on a dress yeah I'm like what is I happening wore freaking wedges and i know I was like wow this is the first time i've done this in a long time it'll probably be the last yeah probably the last for time for a while time. <laughs> um anyway so that was really really sweet and special and it was just it made everything feel really real and surreal at the same time I was like how are we here already like I don't know it's crunch time baby you have yeah. two months mm-hmm. that's nuts yeah it's pretty crazy um do you feel like it's flown by or slow slow yes slow slow <laughs> it's flown well yeah the first trimester felt really slow because I felt awful and it was like keeping it a secret felt really long yeah, because that was hard to do. Um, but then after that, I just blew. I think with quarantine, it made it feel even faster. And so, what is time, you know? 30 and a half weeks now. So, um, yeah, that was great. And then we had like a fun pool day the next day with everybody. That was awesome. Um, what other happy? I got my hair done today for the first time. Ooh, it looks great. Y'all can't quarantine. see her, but she looks amazing. Thank you. Felt so good to get a fresh cut and color. Um, and we're doing maternity pictures tomorrow, or technically today when this podcast releases. So, oh, that's exciting. I'm really pumped for that. Um, I feel like the crappy is kind of obvious. It's just been a really heavy couple of weeks. Um, but if I had to pick something like relative to like what's happened in my personal life, um, Last weekend, we're, our friends were supposed to come visit us, and then, like, last minute, they couldn't. And oh, yeah. So, I was kind of bummed about that. But they're coming this weekend instead. Okay. So, um, we're yeah. excited. So, anyway, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my happy was really that whole weekend of your baby shower, because I felt – it was like I hadn't had any social life for, what, three months, and then all of a sudden, I had, like, something every single – day and night mm-hmm. of the weekend and honestly come Monday I was exhausted yeah. I was like oh my gosh those socializing is so hard like I what was me though like how much I need that yeah like, you don't realize how much you miss your girl time until you get it again you're like oh man yeah it totally filled me up so yeah I, I would say that's a happy the baby shower um and like going to the pool the next day and going to dinner with friends that weekend it was just like a really fill my cup kind of kind of weekend um and then yeah crappy is just like I guess just the state of the world right now yeah it's I mean I've I've been reflecting on 2020 just like from a personal and like not political but like 
nationwide year and like it hasn't been easy. (laughs) Like uh, obviously a quarantine and a pandemic and um, like a revolution, a revolution, which is obviously necessary and a miscarriage and moving and Mm -hmm. just like, I just feel like we packed in like a whole lifetime of heart hardships into the last five months. And yeah, it's been heavy, man. I told Jordan, we were watching, um, a bunch of the, you know, movies and documentaries that have been going around right now. We've been watching some of those together and I was like, you know, what's crazy is in like 10 years from now, we're going to be watching documentaries about right now. Yeah. For you know. sure. I mean, this this year is, like, making yeah. – is going to make major waves in history. Yeah. Um, and it's cool that we get to be a part of that. And I think anytime there's, like, necessary change, it's always a little, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so it's right that it's uncomfortable. It should it should be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's just, like uh, – in summary, yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's like my year. It's sad. I think I've also been like uh, reflecting on like we're starting to try again to get pregnant, and like that makes me like think about the miscarriage and like have a lot of fears around that. Mm-hmm. And I've been anxious about like everything going on in the world, and then also that like really excited to hopefully like see a positive pregnancy test again, but then also like freaking the freak out about um what we went through happening again and um yeah so natural. yeah it's t- yeah I think it's totally natural and I also like am terrified <laughs> I don't blame you yeah I mean, that was some that was one of your biggest fears actually happening and so I think it's valid that you feel that way yeah. um but you know I think it's also important that you you can guard your heart and you can be mindful of it when it does happen, I encourage you to try to be as excited as you can. Yeah. Because and like we've not been, let it, you know, we've been like spoken. Um, we uh, how do I word this? Like, we've had like people in our community and people in our lives like speak into like I know we're gonna have a baby. Yeah. One day, I don't know like when or how long it's gonna take, but I do know we are. Like I believe that, and I think like I always. I have to like fall rest in that knowing because I don't know I can't really voice because we really can't control the rest right yeah and like I know one day I'll have like my family and it'll be like so worth it in hindsight it's 2020 like you'll understand like why you went through the journey but yep. so freaky it was funny because I was watching like um the bachelor um, like recap of like all those seasons or mm-hmm. whatever they're doing right now, and they did one of like Sean Lowe's last night, and I love him. Him and Catherine are like my favorite. But um, it was fun to see like they interviewed a few of the women on his on his season, and they like have kids now, and they're just like in completely different places of life. And yeah. I always love seeing that because I'm like, okay, when you're in like when they were in that season, they that was like all that mattered to mm-hmm. them. And now like looking back, they're probably like, I cannot believe that I like was on The Bachelor, and now knowing this is my life, you know, like, yeah. so. I feel like we could all look back on seasons of our life in that way. I do. Yeah. Um, and I know that's going to, I'll feel the same way. And 
four months from now when I have a a newborn. A baby. And, Two months. Well, I mean, like, you know, four months since I'm, I've been a mom for a couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to look back and be like, wow. Not, like, what was life ever before this, you know? I felt the same way, like, when I married Jordan. and You know, you know when you, like, look back on your, you, you know how, like, memories pop up on Facebook or on Instagram yeah. and it's like, one year ago today, and you're like, oh, my gosh, so much has yeah. changed in a year. Yeah. Oh, man. I love the ones that come up, too, from, like, college or before that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. I went back through my Twitter feed the other night, randomly. I don't remember the last time I tweeted. Yeah. Probably, like, 2017. And I scrolled, like, all the way through till like, my senior year of college. I was like, man, I, first of all, I sounded so ridiculous. <laughs> but also... My life was so different, and, like, my priorities and the things I worried about, and I, I think I tweeted something that said, like, I'm so ready for school, but I also don't want to grow up, or, so, or school to be over, but I also don't want to grow up, and yeah. like, that pretty much defines what it feels like to graduate and yeah, be for sure. your own, you know? It's, um, anyway, it's a trip. <laughs> Life's a trip. All right, well, before we get into the meat of our episode today, we are going to take a quick break to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors. Um, obviously with, um, you know, just the world right now, our minds are probably being fed a lot of like hard and unhealthy things, but we can put healthy things into our bodies and we all want to do the right thing and keep our bodies healthy in the long run. So even if you try to eat clean and you know how we feel about all this and drink green smoothies and you know, get all the essential nutrients that you feel like you need on a daily basis, you're still not going to necessarily get everything that your body needs as a woman. And that's where Ritual comes in, which is the obsessively researched vitamin for women um, that has all the nutrients nutrients that a lot of us don't get from our foods. Um, And it's all in one clean, absorbable form of a vitamin, which also smells minty fresh. It, like, anytime I open the bottle, or bottle, container... It's a, I would say it's a bottle. bottle? <laughs> when I pop the bottle, it's like so refreshing for my nose. And then when I take it, it doesn't have that like nasty vitamin, mm-hmm. like kind of vomi situation. <laughs> um, and like the aftertaste, it's like so easy to take. Anyways, um, all you have to do is take two easy to take capsules that provide nine nutrients that you need to support your body for a strong foundation for your overall health. So it has D3, omega-3. Um, and it helps fill the gaps in a woman's diet. There's no nausea capsule design, so it's really gentle on an empty stomach. And like I said, there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh. No aftertaste, baby. And um, lemon in the prenatals. Yeah, lemon in the – oh, yeah, you're on the prenatals. Yeah, I'm doing the prenatals, and they're freaking awesome. Good. I love them. Yeah. They don't taste nasty. They don't make me nauseous. Yeah. I mean, not that I have nausea anymore, but – I need um, to order some of those. They're great. They're fantastic. Um, yeah, and all of this better health doesn't happen overnight, but right now Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. And did we mention that this is all shipped to your door? So you don't have to think. You literally just set up your your prescription, subscription, and it comes every 30 days to your door. And we are giving you an offer of 10% off your first three months. So fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. All you have to do to redeem that is go to ritual.com backslash soul, S-O-L-E, 
and that's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com backslash soul. Once again, that's ritual.com backslash soul. Start your ritual today. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, we're kind of just coming in with like some just some just a little catch random up random topics that we want to touch on. So yeah, just a little, just a little so, catch up. So should I talk about my like blood boil moment from this week? Yeah. Um, which I guess could have been a crappy. Oh my god! But, yeah. Um, I'd rather talk about it than the meat of the episode. Mm-hmm. So. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw this, you might have seen this post that I made on my stories because I was so heated, heated and enraged. Um, <laughs> you know, again, like, I, like I need more things to be <laughs> enraged yeah. about these days. Keep bringing on. Um, and I was scrolling through Facebook and an ad popped up for this coach uh, who happened to do like pregnancy work? You know, I've seen that ad before, or not that not that specific ad, but that business. Yeah, I saw that you had like liked it or something. Yeah, it like popped up right when I got pregnant. It was weird, yeah. but it didn't say any of that, so I just liked it. I'm sh- yeah, I was like, surely she didn't read this messaging if Catherine saw this. No, I would have freaked she out. She would have freaked out. She, I was like, maybe there was a workout or something that she liked, or whatever. But anyway, it must have come up on mine because it knows the yeah. algorithm like knows that I'm pregnant, and. The first thing that I noticed was an ad for this, like, 21-day challenge that she was doing, like, pregnancy challenge. And I was like, first of all, why do you need to do a challenge while you're pregnant? It's challenging enough. Uh, it's already challenging enough. <laughs> 21 days is only, like, less than an eighth of your pregnancy, pretty much. Um, and what's the point, you mm-hmm. know? And so... I started, like, scrolling through the comments because I was like, all right, surely other people have to be pissed off about this, right? And a lot of them were not. And they're just like, sign me up. How do I pay? Let me do this. I need to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, holy crap. So is it, like, a weight cha- weight loss challenge for while you're pregnant? So I don't think it was, like, because, like, you're necess- supposed to be gaining weight. Right. You're pregnant. Um, which I will get to. Um, I don't know exactly what the motive was behind it the actual challenge itself, but there were a few people that were, like, bugging out on there like I was. I'm, like, borderline going to email her. It's a taste of how I feel. Do but it. Do anyway, it. so I was, like, what the heck is it? Like, who does this chick think she is? So I went to her actual page and then started scrolling through some of the posts, and I screenshotted them, so I'm going to reference what they say because they're that ridiculous. Basically, she is targeting and manipulating pregnant women because they already have enough going on. They're already in a very vulnerable stage, right? Mm-hmm. Because their body's changing uncontrollably, right? as it should. And it's changing in the most beautiful way to birth a child. Um, but, you know, it does leave you a little self-conscious. You're seeing numbers on the scale you might have not have ever seen before. And though that's healthy, it's triggering right. to some women, especially those who have had you know issues with it in the past and she's like preying on that for marketing Mm -hmm. she's basically trying to say that you can have a quote-unquote belly only pregnancy and that it is possible to still tone your legs and your arms during pregnancy oh my god which sure that might be the case I'm still working out through my pregnancy but am I working out through my pregnancy to look a certain way no I'm treating it like I'm training for a marathon so that I can have give birth 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and have a healthy and have a pregnancy and a baby. Yeah. So these were what some of the posts said. Um, all right. Wait, what was the one that got me the most? Okay. This one triggered me probably the most. It said, it's so hard to see your body change so fast during pregnancy. Well, that and the raging hormones could be a recipe for an emotional disaster. Tag along that 40 weeks and you could be in line for a divorce, LOL. But really, let's talk about pregnancy and stretch marks because I know it's a huge concern for you. Okay. Are you kidding me right now? Also, stretch marks are like... It's it, it's in a, unavoidable. You're you're growing a human. Your body should stretch. If Personal, it doesn't, yeah. And they're genetic, so like yeah, they're hormonal. You can use all this the creams in the world. Yes, I try to keep my belly moisturized because it itches when it like expands and stuff. But I know that like regardless of whether I'm using cream, like I'm, I'm probably gonna get them no matter what I do. You know, because yeah. I've gotten them before from just my weight fluctuating and. I have them, yeah. I feel like most people have them. It's totally normal. It's like cellulite. Everyone has it. Anyway, so that was number one. And then I'm like, whew, okay. So I keep scrolling. And this is on her Facebook page? On her Facebook page, yep. Just like random posts. So then she said, um, the good news is that I have proven over and over and over again through both my pregnancies and after working with hundreds of thousands of pregnant women. Whoa. A lot of clients. I roll. But if you work out throughout your entire pregnancy and you follow a good meal plan or diet, diet, while pregnant, bad. you won't get huge in the hip huge? thigh area. That's, her, that's the word she used. Okay? <sighs> Lastly, because this is only as much as I can handle. Ugh, how annoying is it, is it that the hips and thighs seem to grow parallel to the belly during pregnancy? I mean, isn't it enough that the belly is growing, the nipples are changing color, the boobs are huge and sore, maybe even spots on the face, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so let's just point out every single insecurity that a woman has yeah, that's with what her she's changing doing. body, make her feel crappy about it, mm-hmm. and then try to sell this program to her so that she thinks she doesn't have to have her hips grow. They're supposed to grow to push a baby out. Yeah, like, it's called a miracle. A body's what it's time for this. And you're also a woman. Like, you're I ever-changing. was floored. And I posted it, and I had so many people respond, like, are you kidding me with this? I was like, it's so sad. Because so many normal women are marketed to that way, to think and that. They, and they... Oh, not fall for it, but yeah, of course. It hooks them. Yeah, because of course you're self-conscious and you're going to want to quote-unquote bounce back and you've maybe never seen your body look this way because it's never done this before. You've never been pregnant. So anyway, I just had to share that because, and to anyone that's listening that is pregnant, has been pregnant, is thinking about being pregnant, might be pregnant one day, please know, do not fall for this. It is yeah. completely normal that your body's changing. You're supposed to gain weight. You're healthy. Your baby's healthy. Your mindset is in the right place. That is all you need. And yes, you can work out throughout your pregnancy to maintain um, healthy vitals and and a good um, mental wellness. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean... You need to worry about whether or not your belly grows along with your hips and your arms and your legs and 
It's pretty messed up. It's so messed up. I just can't even get over the fact that this woman is in business. And I'm really over um, shame being used as a marketing tactic. It is. And it's and that's why I wanted to bring it up, too, on this show is because not even just with pregnant women, it's women in general. We are marketed to in that shame mentality that we should be ashamed of our bodies, ashamed of our cellulite, ashamed of the shape of our our legs or our arms, whatever, our belly, our, our skin tone or our hair mm-hmm. texture or everything, everything in between. It's, it, and it's, it's exhausting. exhausting and exhausting. Yeah. And it needs to stop. So if you're scrolling and you notice that type of marketing, just, I just encourage you to be more mindful of it. Mm-hmm. And, and one, see through those things. And two, don't be afraid to, to speak up and, and report it. I think a good, I think a good, like, barometer, is that the right word? Barometer? Yeah. For that is, like, if you're reading something and the first thing you feel is shame. Right. Then, like, maybe look more into that in your heart of, like, Mm -hmm. is this actually healthy for me or is this not? I was, I've been reading, or not reading, I've been listening to a lot of Audible books throughout Mm -hmm. quarantine. And there's this one um, called Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire that I've been listening to. And it's really good. It's by Jen Hatmaker, who I I really enjoy her writing, um, but she has this whole chapter on body image, and um, she basically interviews this woman on her podcast who wrote a book called, did I already talk about this? Mother's Daughters and Body Image? Yes, I think you referenced it in, in um, maybe Rebecca's episode? Okay, yeah, I feel like I'm like kind of tripping out, but did I talk about the she thing? Okay, I'm going to say it and see. So. If I had said it again, you need to hear it twice, yeah. Okay. So, um, she basically said, like, instead of, she talks about embodiment, like, seeing your body as, like, a whole, like, mind, body, spirit, Mm -hmm. it's all connected, and she basically says, whenever you refer to your body, and you call it, like, it, you know, you say, like, oh, it's, it's so big, or, oh, it, it," and then, I don't know, tear it down with using the word it, exchange that word for she, And, like, really put a persona to your body because you would never speak that way over an actual she in your life. Right. Like, you would never say, like, oh, when referring to, like, stretch marks, oh, she's got the worst stretch marks. You would never say that about someone, you know? And so why are you saying it about yourself? And it was just, like, really eye-opening to me because I do treat my body like it's separate from me. And it's something that I can, like, control and manipulate and change. But it is me. Right. Yeah. So why why am I talking to myself in a way that I would never speak about a friend or a sister or any woman? Yep. You That's know? That's a really good point. I like that challenge. So nice. like when it's like catching yourself and then mm-hmm. trading it. I mean I still do I honestly I just called my body it like three times in that <laughs> in that um explanation. But it's just a way to check yourself and, and kind yeah. of see something. Yeah. See a different perspective. Yeah. I just had to had to say something about it because I got pretty Well the more we talk about up. the more we talk about it, then hopefully the more people's eyes are open to right. like those triggers and stop buying into it, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. and marketing tactics like that will eventually hopefully go away. It's gross. It's so gross. Yeah, it really is. Would you like ever speak to someone that that's like if you were to 
to see if we didn't know each other well and you saw that I was pregnant on Instagram and you direct messaged me and were like, hey, you should really come to Seoul. Like, I really have this awesome program that, you know, you can make sure that through your pregnancy you don't gain weight. I would be like, what the hell? Yeah, I would be so... (laughs) I would be so triggered. But that's what people do, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's what that... And I think they're helping. That's what that marketing is through Facebook ads. You go through and you and you target specific demographics and keywords and and things like yeah. that, and it's gonna show up in the in the quote unquote right feeds. Yeah, something that, that I've those women. I've learned like in life, and also especially in the times that we're in now, is how powerful words are. Oh yeah, and like words have the power to either define you or or undefine what you've already known. Um, because of how powerful they are. And the more that you speak certain words or read certain words and believe that about yourself, the more you start to believe that's true. Right. Um, I mean, it applies to everything that's happening, all the hate that's happening in our world right now. It's like a lot of it is stemmed from negative words being thrown around. Mm-hmm. And people are like, it's like a weapon. I mean, yeah. they're being like shot down with words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just challenge everyone to kind of like, don't like take your words. Don't take your words lightly. Like, take every thought captive and put them into a word that is loving and uplifting and yeah, empowering. So mm. <laughs> it means a lot. It means I'm everything. Gonna, I'm gonna step off my so- my soapbox now. Um. Anyway, so moving along, um, we we had put up a question and answer um box last week, kind of before all of this movement kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did get those questions, but obviously we didn't feel right answering them last, last week. week. Um, so we wanted to touch in or touch on a couple of the ones that we got to see if we can squeeze them in uh-huh. this episode. So, yeah. Um, do you want to start? Do you want yeah, yeah, I'll start. I'll start with like a really heavy hitter. Um, I'm not, we're not going to name who who Nate who asked the questions, but hopefully you're listening right now. Um, this one, this girl, the specific listener is ready to like open herself up to love and like a relationship kind of way, mm-hmm. um, and so she's asking us like, how does she step into that? Which is um, obviously there's no like right and wrong answer here, or there's no like do this and you right. find a boyfriend. Um, but I would say, like, my biggest advice for that is to, um, like, something that I, I found myself doing when I was single is, like, running away from something that could be good and fear of getting hurt. Yeah. So really just, like, allowing yourself to have the possibility of possibly getting hurt in a situation but not having any regrets um, in right. that you, like, let yourself feel, let yourself open up, let yourself take a chance on a date or a relationship or yep. whatnot. Um and then also know that um, everyone's timing is, like, super different. And I, mm-hmm. I really struggled with this a lot, being single, like, throughout my whole 20s. Or not single, but, like, not married throughout my whole 20s. And all my friends being married, I was like, what the heck? Like, am I not, like, as good as a partner as them yeah. because I'm not married? But everyone's timing is so different. And your timing when it does happen, like we talked about earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty will be the perfect timing for you. Yeah. Um, and also to one, one piece of advice I feel like I've shared on here before that someone shared with me, not about relationships, but I feel like it, it applies is 
no time is time wasted when it's given to God. So like, even if you break up, you like put yourself out there and you fall in love and it's great and hard and it ends up not being right for the future and y'all break up. Like it's not a waste of time. You right. take what you learn from that relationship and apply it to your next relationship. I think there's, there's kind of like a twofold answer to this question in my eyes. And that is the one, like, being ready yourself to be in a relationship. Um, Not putting your identity in a man, but like loving yourself. Right. And having, and also having like very clear um, like standards and non-negotiables. But then there's also the like letting your guard down part and the being open and actually allowing someone to come through those doors. Mm -hmm. So I think what's, what needs to happen first, and it sounds like if you're asking this question, you've probably already reached this point. Um, but is really like taking the time to find your identity and who you are, especially as a single woman. I think it's a little bit, not that this can't be done, but it's a little harder when you're going in one relationship to the other without any time to reflect on who you are and Mm -hmm. what, what you need out of a relationship. Um, so I think that's the the biggest thing is like being 100% happy with your life now and then like wanting to invite someone else in to share that happiness with you um and with that knowing what your standards are and what you're not willing to settle on I think sometimes what happens is the fear of getting hurt is also in line with like opening yourself up to the wrong person right Mm -hmm. like sometimes we let that initial attraction and excitedness overshadow like what means something to you so for example like I knew I wanted someone with these standards that had the same faith as I did had the same family values as I did um you know other non other things that I like wrote on my literal I had a list of things that I would (laughs) love to have in a man which I honestly recommend doing some things are not are negotiable like he didn't necessarily need to love the same type of music I did, but it was like a plus. That he yeah. Did. But I knew that a non-negotiable was like, if we didn't see eye to eye on like core values. Mm-hmm. So totally. And that might not be a deal breaker for somebody else, but if you know that it is for you, I think that's really important that that's like from the get go. If that's not going to, you're not going to change someone in that, like in that deep of a way. Right. So, um, guarding your heart from being hurt because of those things that you already know, but you choose to overlook them, I think is really big. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Don't settle. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of it, you know, you have to, you can keep your guard up, but not, not too high. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like a lot of people are like afraid of like dating apps and like Mm -hmm. afraid. I'm like, just do or going on a date. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. What do you have to lose? If you go on a date and and it's it's not the best. I've never gone on a date that I was like, oh my gosh, I need to leave like right this second. I've been like, yeah. It's probably not going to work, but I got a free dinner. Yeah. Like I probably won't (laughs) see this guy again, but it's like at least decent conversation. And I'm like getting out on a Wednesday night and, you know, doing something fun. And if it is terrible, then what a funny story to share with your future husband one day. Yeah. 
Like all of the frogs I had to yep. kiss to get to my prince. I mean, I'm a dating app success story. She is. So don't knock it till you try it. That's all I got. Tinder wants to sponsor us, they can sponsor us as well. (laughs) That's my that's my advice on that. I hope you find love. I hope you find love and I know you will. Okay. Next Next question. question. (laughs) Um, I'm just like like we're not the best at dating (laughs) advice. Like I don't know how we got here. (laughs) Okay. Um tips for sugar cravings and snacking habits. Uh should I begin or I think my first tip is if you have a legitimate craving, then eat it. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I would say. So if you're craving sugar, eat some sugar. Your body probably needs it. And there's ways to, like, go about mm-hmm. um, monitoring, like, types of sugar that you eat. Um, mm-hmm. Like, maybe don't eat a donut. or But if you want a donut, eat a donut. I don't know. I'm, like, <laughs> not your normal coach when it comes yeah. to asking this stuff because of, like, so here's the past. Thing. Here's the thing that... First of all, sugar cravings and snacking is not inherently bad. It's known as like this guilty pleasure or like we need to curb our snacking because it's wrong. That's what we've been. That's mm-hmm. what's been ingrained in us probably our whole lives. Right. Like, um, oh, if I could just eat my meals and not snack in between, I'd be totally fine. Exactly. Or I snack too much at night or mm-hmm. between. Okay. I drink too much wine. So it's here's... <laughs> Well, that's I'm going off on a different type of sugar. <laughs> different, different avenue, maybe. Um, no, but the that's where intuitive eating is different than like dieting and restriction and diet culture in general. Is that the difference is with a restriction or a diet culture mentality? And I'm not knocking this person for asking this question. It's a valid question. Um, is that the ideology or the thinking that? oh, man, I really want a cookie, so I'm going to, quote, unquote, be bad, and I eat a cookie, and, mm-hmm. then I, and then I want three more cookies. And then now I've eaten six cookies, and I'm just like, ugh, whatever. Like, at this point, I'm just going to have all six of it or finish this whole pack, and then I'll start, I'll again, start tomorrow. again tomorrow, yeah. or I'll work out really hard tomorrow. That was me. That's not, that's not good, right? Yeah. Intuitive eating is, hey, I really want a cookie or two right now. So you eat maybe one or two, you move on. Mm-hmm. No guilt, no, no shame. binge, no shame, no negating it with a workout. You ate something that you wanted that day. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're still eating things that you probably need to sustain your body's functions, all the daily nutrients that are. Yeah, and important, ritual. Yeah. <laughs> then. Then you gave your body what it needed that day. Yeah. And there's that. It is what it is. Um, and then second of all, snacking is not inherently bad. Actually, so, some people do well on three meals a day and nothing in between. Some people do a lot better with eating smaller proportions and more snacking That's throughout kind of my style. the day. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you need to eat potato chips and cookies and and quote-unquote, bad food, even though I don't like describing it that way. Um, but I think we need to get over the fact that snacking is considered bad in the first mm-hmm. place. Because if you're hungry, starving yourself before a meal is not is not productive either, just to wait until dinner to eat anything. Just right. Because you're waiting till 6 p.m. Because then when you get to 6 p.m., you're going to be ravenous. Like, yeah. Yeah. So instead, just acknowledge that you're hungry. Be mindful of you know, your 80% wants or 80% needs for 20% 20% wants. 
And if that means, you know, eating something super nutritious and like some veggies and hummus and then you have a couple pieces of candy with it, then so be it. So be it. And like as far as sugar cravings go, like I guess if if you want to stay away from processed sugars and that's kind of like mm-hmm. um, maybe hurtful for your like stomach or your digest- digestive system, which too much processed sugar always typically is, then like um, – there's plenty of healthy sugars for you yeah. to yeah. snack on. Fruits, um, I mean, pretty much everything my husband can't eat because he's a diabetic, but... <laughs> no, and also, like, I feel like the more you restrict yourself, the more you're going to have cravings mm-hmm. versus just, for the majority, eating well-rounded, nutritious, healthy meals, um, and then, like, I don't know, you might not have as many cravings for the more indulgent yeah. type things, if that makes sense. I feel like kind of my whole life, and I'm sure most women can relate to this, like, I operate out of this space of, like, well, when I get to, like, five pounds lighter, mm-hmm. instead of just being, like, what if I don't lose, lose weight, you know? Yeah. Am I going to be okay with that? I hope so, yeah. you know? And I don't really know where I'm getting now with this, but just, like, when it comes to, like, the guilt that's associated with having the cookie because you feel like you're not going to make it to your goal, whatever that goal is. Like, maybe that's an unhealthy way of thinking. Like That's why the goal should never be a weight number. Yeah, it should be, like... It's a feeling. Yeah. It's a mentality. It's, it's living your life fully and to your greatest potential. And that it has nothing to do with the way that you look, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, so um, eat the cookie is our advice. <laughs> yeah, eat your cookies and donuts and whatever else you want and then move on. Mm-hmm. And try not to associate that as a bad food. A bad thing um, in general. Yeah, like so. one of my least favorite expressions is cheat day. Yeah. Ugh. Like, oh, I'm going to eat meals. I'm gonna eat really healthy all week, but then this weekend I'm going to do a cheat meal, which I actually do. I was guilty of that mentality. I do that with alcohol, but I think that's healthy. Yeah, well, that's just. I'm like, I don't have alcohol Monday through Thursday. Through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll have, like, some wine. Yeah, that's, that's a little different in, in my eyes. That's, like, setting some healthy boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> but as far as, like, a cheat day, like, that's just such a, now you've created negativity around those specific foods to where guilt and shame are associated with it mm-hmm. anytime you eat it in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a vicious cycle. And I'm definitely guilt. I used to feel that way and think that way for sure for a long time. So maybe even I might've even said something about it on this podcast before. Like I feel like I've changed so much in the last uh, year. Oh yeah. So I'm almost like, man, I wonder if we listen back to some episodes of our, I think that's the beauty of like, humanity though is learning learning growing and like giving people the space to like correct Mm -hmm. and reform and step into better selves like one thing that I have been seeing around social media regarding um like all the protests and racism and everything going on in our world right now uh is like just try and do better yeah. Which I totally get and agree with. Like, yep. just do better than you did yesterday. Like, that yeah. to me is, like, that's everything attainable. And, like, those little baby steps, whether it's in your health journey or um, whatever you're going on, you're going through in life. Like, just do a little bit better than yesterday. Yeah. 
takes away the pressure. Pressure to yeah. like have it all figured out by the time you go to bed tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do we have any more questions? We have one more um, that I think we can address on a address today. Um, and we've talked about it before, but basically, advice on um, pursuing your small business full time. Real. Kind of, you know, side hustle to um, full time. We have an entire episode about this called Taking a Big Leap or something like yeah. that. Or step, Tangible Steps for Taking a Big Leap. Uh-huh. Um, so I highly encourage you to listen to that episode because I feel like we, we, we really, really dive headfirst into that whole thing because um, our stories are a little bit different. A little bit. Um, from each other and probably from yours. I think every entrepreneurial journey is going to look a little different. Um, my biggest advice would be staying consistent as much as you can, um, but knowing when when you need to make more tangible space in order to be able to step into this new career path yeah. and livelihood because I think it, there comes a time where it's like oh I need to have this much money in the bank or this many clients lined up and sometimes we can't get there unless we physically create the space for us to get there Right. so like the same thing happened with Catherine and I it was like yes we could stay in this safe part time job supplementing what we have now but that's taking out 20 plus hours out of our, or maybe even 40 if you're still working full time somewhere else, mm-hmm. taking away from that space and time that we could be using to build our own businesses. Um, and luckily, you know, we had like husbands that were able to support us through yeah. that transition. So it was a little less Pressure. scary. Um, but I think there does, there just does come that line that you got to draw in the sand and and know when when it's time to fully step in and not only will you see yourself differently as a full-time photographer business owner whatever it might be fitness coach but others will see you that way too because now you have the time and the energy to put toward that and only that mm-hmm. and yeah it might be a little bit of a scary transition but then it should be scary. Yeah. Like anything worth it, it should be scary. I think that the thing that we've heard from most of our guests who are entrepreneurs when it when it comes to advice is like start now, take a step now, just go for it. And I'm gonna like just add to that, like wherever you're at right now, start start there and do what you can with what you have. Yep. And like the needle will start moving forward. Yep. Yeah. Um and I think she was more along the lines of someone that already has a pretty established part time thing and it's like it's when um I totally get that because I think a lot of the times we get that question is when they're like on the verge of being ready to take that leap right right. I think when you're at the very early stages it's like okay yeah I have a little ways to go yeah yeah, yeah. so be more a little realistic about Um, it yeah I think if you're on the verge do you know have all the right things in place be as legitimate as you can you know, have all your ducks in a row, for lack of a better term. And then expect those ducks to go um, wackadoo. Yeah, we talk about <laughs> it at the at the workshop that we do yearly that you don't necessarily have to like 
have everything figured out right away. You just kind of have to be willing to, to learn along the way. But I will say I wished that I had better systems and legitimacy put in place before my business blew up because then it was like a lot scarier and more overwhelming than mm-hmm. if I would have just like made my LLC from the beginning, figured out taxes from the beginning, figured out like different licenses I needed and stuff from the beginning because then from there as you get more clients, you get those types of questions. You're not scrambling to go backwards. You can right. just move forward. You can keep moving. Yeah. So that would be my biggest advice and then also to listen to that episode. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. And like while you're at it, listen to all of our episodes. <laughs> Especially if you're new. Um we want to keep answering your questions. So if you have any more questions for us, you can ask us anytime and we'll we want to kind of start incorporating this into episodes yeah. from now on. So DM us at Heart and Soul Podcast or DM either of our personal ones at Chelsea Allegra at K Call. Um or email us at heart and soul podcast at gmail.com. Can even be like circumstantial advice or anything like that. I thought you were gonna say circumcision. And I was like, what? (laughs) No, I mean, like, you know, specific, like, hey, this happened to my friend, and I need advice on how to handle it. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. not just a... Uh, My roommate keeps, like, leaving her clothes on my bed. Yeah. driving me crazy. What do I do? You know, like, little things like that. Yeah, because we're experts in life. We're experts in life, you guys. (laughs) It rolls. Um, All right, well, well, I guess that was a quickie today. I don't think so, actually. (laughs) it wasn't actually we could talk forever (laughs) all right well we love y'all and we will